from 1950 until now, how we work and the relationship between employer and employee has changed dramatically. So too has the personal finance industry. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology and emotions of money, because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in and join me today. Hey, quick announcement before we get into today's episode. I'm recording this in October, which means we are marching, and rather quickly, I might add, toward year end. I know I'm focused on ending the year strong and kicking off 2022 similarly, and I bet you are too. That's why I want to make sure you know that I have some openings to work with me in my private one-on-one coaching practice. If you'd like to explore working together on your finances or on your business and your personal finances, send me a DM on Instagram. We'll send you a link to my calendar so that you can schedule a complimentary discovery call. Now, on to today's show. Revolution. According to Merriam-Webster, this is one of the definitions of revolution, a sudden radical, or complete change. I can't say if the shift we are witnessing in the employment landscape is sudden, radical, or complete change, but it is most certainly pronounced. In case you need a refresher, here are some of the latest stats, which depending upon when you end up listening to this episode may have changed. There are 10.4 million job openings according to the Labor Department's Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey. The same department said 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs in August. And yet, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the September's job report notes the unemployment rate at 4.8%. Translation, 7.7 million Americans are out of work. The way I see it, each of these numbers represent different characters in the unfolding story of what is being called the Great Resignation. And let's not forget how others responded to furloughs and layoffs or business closures. They started a business. According to the Census Bureau, 4.5 4 million new businesses were started since the beginning of the pandemic. Maybe your job, business, or industry aren't reflected in any of the numbers noted above. Maybe you've been thriving in the midst of, well, everything. My business has, and let me tell you, I am so incredibly grateful Nevertheless, if the way you work and your financial stability haven't been shaken by the pandemic's impact on the current labor trends, it would be myopic to think the shift we are witnessing doesn't affect you. 
After all, you and I do not work and live in a vacuum. I have more to say on this front, and I'll leave that for another episode, though. In the meantime, allow me to share several things I find really fascinating about what is happening right now in the American workforce and economy. First, the quitting, the great resignation, the fact that it is occurring in the business and industries that were greatly impacted by the pandemic, again, fascinating to me. And think restaurants, hotels, retail, and some healthcare providers as examples. Here's another thing I find fascinating. You have some unions striking for the first time in years. And for instance, John Deere. The UAW is currently on strike for the first time in 35 years. And did you know there is now a moniker for October? Because October 21, 2021, I should say, has been coined Striketober due to the number of unions and union workers on strike or threatening to strike this month. A third thing that I find fascinating, that a pandemic would serve as the catalyst for a shift in not only how some people work, but also alter their relationship with work too. And the fourth thing I really find fascinating is that a lot of companies, both large and small, they have been caught completely off guard by the shift in the power dynamics due to the tight labor market. But here's the deal. Labor shifts are not new. In fact, the Atlassian has a great infographic detailing the history of work decade by decade from 1950 to 2020. And if you want to check it out, just Google it. And Atlassian is spelled A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N. So just put that in Google and, and do infographic history of work and it will pop right up. So labor shifts are not new, and that infographic really does a great job of detailing those shifts for us. What also isn't new is the relationship between shifts in the labor trends and the economy. With all of it, this is what I find truly poignant. Workforce changes affect not only how we as a culture work, but also the relationship between the employer and employee. And if you pay close attention, you will notice that as work and the relationship between employer and employee change from 1950 to 2020, there has also been a change in the personal finance industry over a similar period of time. So let me share a personal example, and I've shared this on previous episodes before, which is when I started my career at Bankers Trust, which is now Deutsche Bank in the mid-1980s, 1986 to be precise, we had a defined benefit plan. And sometime before the 90s, that was converted into a defined contribution plan or 401k plan. I share it as an example of a shift in the employer-employee relationship in terms of the firm shifting their responsibility of retirement planning from them to the employee. 
and it is a reflection of something else that was happening more broadly. And it's this, the number of retail mutual funds were expanding at around this very same time because these investment instruments were becoming an important part of the U.S. financial and investing system. And one of the benefits of, you know, having started my career in the late 1980s is that I've seen a few workforce shifts in the period of time. Though admittedly, I didn't always notice them until we were steep in the midst of the change. With this latest shift, I'm noticing it as it is occurring. Plus, I'm picking up on how the power dynamics have shifted as well, because I don't know if really in any of the other labor shifts, that power dynamic is as pronounced as what we see happening right now. And what is happening right now is that the labor market is tight. And when the labor market is tight, employees have more power and tend to make choices from a more empowered position because they have more options to consider and more freedom and flexibility to explore them. And this is absolutely happening right now. It's one of the reasons why, even though the politicians thought that, okay, if we stop, you know, providing uh, additional unemployment benefits, and that will drive everybody back to work, and that has not happened. <laughs> it's because of the tight labor market. People are making different choices. And if you happen to be listening and you work as an entrepreneur or small business owner, here's where that shows up for you. And that is in the battle for talent. That is more than a notion at any time, but it is definitely more than a notion for you right now. And also, you know, likely a little bit more costly too. And I was about to say pricey and I got my words mixed up, but you get the point. Eventually, the labor market will loosen because like everything, it ebbs and flows. So this tightness will not remain forever and ever. But as the story of the great resignation continues to unfold, I think it begs two looming questions. One, do the employment numbers that I shared at the top of our time together, do they reflect a short-term reactionary blip? Or do they pretend that a permanent history-making phenomenon is afoot? Now, clearly... I have no answers to these questions. These are just some of the things that I think about and ruminate on, and I am sharing them with you. However, whatever the answer is, it will be quite revealing. And it's going to tell us a couple of things. It will tell us whether this is the start of the next great revolution in terms of the way we work and how. And it will expose what shifts in the employer-employee power dynamics are here to stay. And if I have your permission, I'd like to bring this closer to your door because the answer will help you as you rethink the choices you've made and the ones still to be made. From where I sit, what is happening right now is reinforcing an opinion of mine. And that is, I don't think everyone needs to hang out a shingle and be an entrepreneur or small business owner. But I do believe that everyone who works as an employee needs to think like and approach how they manage their money 
as if they were. And if the great resignation, possibly great revolution, has you rethinking the way you work and you need some help navigating these waters, well, let's talk. Like I said at the top of the episode, I've got openings to work with me in my private one-on-one coaching practice. And so whether you are listening as an employee and you are exploring your next move or as an entrepreneur, small business owner doing the same, know this, shifts require a combination of soft and hard skills along with a strategy and a framework for making choices, sometimes hard choices, especially about your money and especially when it comes to creating a business that prioritizes the health of your personal finances. I often tell my coaching clients and workshop participants, you are always in the front. Your position doesn't change. However, there is a huge difference between being in the front making choices because you're being pushed by your circumstances versus being in the front, making choices because you are leading the change you want to create. Via this podcast, and if I do indeed have the pleasure of working with you one-on-one, know that I am always endeavoring to help you do the latter, lead the change that you want to create. Well, that is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening all the way until the end. And remember, I have some openings to work with me in my private one-on-one coaching practice. So if you'd like to explore working together, send me a DM on Instagram and we'll send you a link to my calendar so that we can have a complimentary chat. If you like to show appreciation for this podcast or maybe this episode, Please share it so that we can reach more people from whatever platform you're listening. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and again, listening all the way until the end. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money.